You were created for more, and this show is meant to inspire and equip you with the tools you need to help you live on purpose. This is the podcast that keeps it real and highlights amazing business owners and impact makers so that you get your fire ignited and take your greatness out into the world. If you've got big dreams and know you were created for more, this is the place to be, and I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Created For More podcast. Today's guest is a powerhouse, and I am thrilled to have her on the show. She's going to talk to us about chronic stress, and more importantly, just kind of taking those first steps to overcome it so that you can actually live a life of your dreams, live a life on purpose, which you know I love talking about. Dr. O is a life coach, and she's also a social worker. Um, She's going to tell you more about herself, but you are definitely going to want to connect, listen to this episode, take some notes, and just find out more about how you can take the steps to live a life to the fullest and relieve some of the unnecessary and chronic stress that you may have in your life, especially coming off of what we've all been going through from 2020 to today a lot has changed in our world and in our lives. So it's definitely affecting everyone at some level. And if it's affecting you a little bit more than it should, I'd really encourage you to just listen to this episode with an open heart and take one step forward into changing the way that you are living your life. Big, big hugs. And let's dive in with Dr. O. I cannot wait for this conversation with you. I'm so excited to welcome everyone to the podcast, and especially you. This is Dr. Melissa Odin, our special guest today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So quick question. Do I call you Dr. Melissa, Melissa, Dr. Odin? (laughs) You can call me Melissa. Most of my students call me Dr. O, uh, but it doesn't matter. Melissa is fun. (laughs) Okay. Dr. O is good with me. Um, Welcome to the show. I am so excited to talk with you today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's nice to be here. Yeah. So real quick, just so everyone can kind of get a sense of who you are and what your expertise is, let us know a quick bio about you and then we'll dive right in. Sure. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm Dr. Melissa Odin. I'm the CEO of Health Education Resources Network. And I uh, there's two parts to my business. One is public health consulting and the other is digital course creation. And so I'm sure we're going to talk about Uh, all of that very shortly. Uh, But I also am an adjunct assistant professor at the University of Texas at Arlington in their Master of Public Health program. So I got a lot of plates spinning. So when I talk about women in stress, you got to know I know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) Because it's all, it always seems busy. Like I got a lot going on. Yeah. Love it. So you are also a life coach. Yes. Yes. I'm a certified ULA life coach and ULA it's O-O-L-A for your listeners, uh, just in case they, they want to wrap their brains around that. But ULA is a completely made up word, uh, but it is derived from the French phrase ULA la, and it means a state of awesomeness. And so what we do is we help uh, people find balance in the seven key areas of life, which are fitness, finance, family, field, which is your vocation, faith, friends, and fun. And so we help people um, figure out what their accelerators, are, which accelerators they have, which blockers they have. And there's seven of each of those. And I can go over those just super quick if you want me to. Um, so the accelerators um, are gratitude, love, discipline, integrity, passion, humility, and wisdom. 
And then your ULA blockers are going to be fear, guilt, anger, self-sabotage, laziness, envy, and focus. That means a lack of focus or a misdirected focus. And so we uh, we help people. I'm also a founding ambassador for the other side of ULA, which uh, we have products and programs for, for folks. So we really just kind of help people try to balance in all seven areas of life, which is completely in line with um, with what I already do with my Women in Stress course. So yeah, love it. So, so good. I love yeah. that. I love that phrase, ULA life coach. Yeah. Um, I always like to say we got to own our awesome, right? I tell people own your awesome yes. get there and like do it. Right. So that's just being in that state of awesomeness is it's so key, right? We all need to be living out our fullest potentials. Yeah, I totally agree. And after, you know, people being home for the last almost 36 months now, uh, you know, I think people have really um, kind of reassessed what that means for them. And so this has been a perfect time for this program to just kind of explode the way that it has. So I I agree. So what made you get started in this? So I'm going to take you way back uh, <laughs> to uh, the late 80s, actually, when um, I, I had an emergency surgery when I was 17. I had a golf ball cystis taken off my right ovary, had no idea that uh, 12 years later, I would be diagnosed with uh, stage four endometriosis. So uh, if any of you ladies out there know what, well, if you know what it is, you know what it is. Uh, If you don't know what it is, it's a disease of the female reproductive system. It's very painful, very painful and can very often cause infertility, which it did in my case. So uh, I, I, back then we did not have the internet like we have now. And so I ended up having to do a lot of book research about what that disease process was because I didn't want it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it. I wanted to heal from it. All I wanted was get married and have babies, right? So, um, so I ended up partnering my, my OBGYN is phenomenal. I'm still with him. He's been with me since I was 17 years old. I'm 52 now. Y'all do the math. Um, but he's been wonderful. I ended up partnering with him and, uh, he helped me, uh, really get that disease to go into remission. And when that happened, I decided that I didn't want any other woman on the face of the planet to have to deal with what I had dealt with. So, uh, I created uh, health education resources back then, not knowing that that had already been taken. I had to change the name a little. When I went to get my DBA, but back in 19, August of 1997, so 25 years ago is when I created this company. The whole goal was to be able to go into OB/GYN's offices and do health education for women, and because doctors don't have time to do this stuff, right? Um, that never actually took off, but it set me on a trajectory for the current path that I'm on. And so I do uh, really more broad health education. However, after I roll out this signature course uh, that we'll talk about here in just a little bit. I am planning to do another course, uh, an intro to endometriosis education course digitally. So I am coming full circle back to my story, uh, back to the beginning of my story. And I just find it also fascinating <laughs> that life can do that, you know? I love it. I, I feel like our, the thing that sets us off, that triggers that thing inside of us, it could either totally derail us and help us to fall into like depression and failure and stuckness, or like it did for you, it's, it drove you into motivation. And that is such a beautiful thing. And it's so cool how it happens. Like it, like this thing happens and then we think we're going to go do something and we start it, but it shifts and it changed and it pivots. And it like, it's just an always becoming thing that it's not, it's like a journey that we're just always on. And, and it's so cool how it just, it, it's so cool how it evolves. So yeah. Beautiful story. Um, so grateful for you to 
bring this awareness because you're right. We don't have to live in pain. And sometimes we're not educated by our doctors. I will, I have a lot of things to say about that, but I won't today because that's not what we're talking about. Um, but yes, so thank you for sharing that story. Thank you just, you know, for being that voice for people to follow and hear and learn so that they don't have to go through so much and, you know, just how to take care of themselves, which is actually what we're going to talk about today anyways, um, and a different, a different scope of that. Yeah. So yes. stress, we're going to talk about stress and chronic stress. So what's the difference or is there one between like regular stress and chronic stress? Well, there's, there's a slight difference. You know, we have to have some stress in our lives to stay alive, right? It's when that stress becomes chronic that it becomes a problem. And the reason it's such a problem for women and why I'm focusing on women, because I get the question all the time, well, aren't, you know, don't you think men are stressed? Yeah, but here's the thing. Research shows that stress, chronic stress for women is more fatal to them. And it's more fatal because it creates more heart disease for us than it does for men. And so I discovered all of this when I was working on my second master's degree in public health, and I was actually going to write my thesis on something endometriosis related because that's where I wanted to stay, right? Well, I started getting into my research and and found out um, a little bit more about why they called endometriosis the career woman's disease, because back in the day, they thought that the stress of a woman having a career, it's almost laughable now, but the stress of a woman having a career was what fueled the fire to this endometriosis because stress actually does fuel it. What we know now is that an overabundance of estrogen and stress is really what fuels the, the growth of the endometriosis. So uh, as I'm writing my, my thesis for my master of public health program on uh, the female stress syndrome, <laughs> I am discovering that I am experiencing all of the things that I'm reading and writing about. And I thought, wow, there must be something to this. Because at that point, um, I had already gone into remission. Um, I, and I was in remission for 20 some odd years before I finally had to have a hysterectomy at the age of 46, which is a long time. If any of you've had endo and you know, most women have it in their early 30s. Yeah, I was, my doctor said I was a trooper, but well, that's a whole other part of my story. But anyway, uh, it took me a long time to get there. But but I will say that the reason I ended up having a hysterectomy at 46 is because I was in a situation where I was under chronic, chronic, chronic stress and it came back, the endo came back. And so, so I've lived this, I know how this works. And so uh, I, that's how I ended up finding out about the female stress syndrome and why chronic stress is so much more, um, quite often fatal for women. And it's so much more serious in women. And it's because of the way we're physiologically, physiologically built. It has nothing to do with anything else except that. Right. So um, it's an, it's a, I think with more women in the workplace now than ever before, with more women having to juggle more things than ever before. uh, I, and in 2020, when we all came home uh, to work, and I knew I wanted to do a digital course, I looked down at my bookcase one day and I was like, there's my thesis that had been sitting there since, you know, wow. 2006, because uh, that's when I finished my MPH. And, and I looked at that and I went, oh my gosh, we are in the middle of one of the most stressful times in human history. What a better time to pull this back out. Let's revamp it and let's yeah. roll it out. So in between 2020 and now, I've had a lot going on in my own life, which is why that course is not going to roll out till probably late October, because I have been under some stressful situations myself, just trying to get that 
uh, going. So, you know, it's, um, it is interesting how this all comes full circle because you just really kind of find out what's important to you, right? You all of a sudden your priorities become very clear. And, uh, you know, you, I just really have a passion to help women not fall into that trap that I did. Uh, it, it's just not necessary. And it really begins with changing your mind. And we talk a lot about that in the course. We, you know, I try to give a lot of tools to women to help them figure out that it starts up here. And for your listeners, I'm pointing to my head. <laughs> it yeah. starts up here uh, rather than uh, anywhere else. And if you can change your mind, you can change anything. Oh my gosh. And I feel like it's, I'm, I'm all for this whole mindset shift. I feel like our, so I also have had, uh, I've had rheumatoid arthritis since 2012. Lots of things and uh, things that have happened on my journey, but I believe like 80 to 90% seriously mindset was the key to what got me through. Um, because there's just all kinds of things that go on with that. But I think life in general, right? We're all walking our own path of both good and bad things, right? We all have our own things that are stressful and um, just they're just hard to deal with, right? But like our mindset is what's going to help us surpass that and overcome it and turn it into an opportunity versus an obstacle. Like I, I like to say that, our obstacles are opportunities for something greater when we look at it that way. But let's like take this back a notch because even I have some trouble sometimes explaining this part to so many people is like, how do you make that choice and decision when you're just so tired and bogged down and like you already are mentally stressed out to the max? Yeah, that's a hard one. Uh, and. I didn't mention at the beginning, but I also have a master's in social work. I am licensed in the state of Texas. And so I, so I, <laughs> I get this from a human behavior perspective, yeah. right? Change is hard. It is very hard. Change requires courage. And, you know, what, again, one of the accelerators in ULA is wisdom. And so a lot of, a lot of the changes that we have to make require some wisdom, but it also requires a little bit of courage, Right. And courage is not the absence of fear. Courage really needs to happen before the fear goes away, right? So in Ula, we call this having a healthy level of disgust. (laughs) So when you're you're having that uh, ice cream on the kitchen floor at midnight in tears moment, that that is a healthy level of disgust. And it is at that point that most people make the decision. What I try to help women do is to make that decision before they get to the floor in the kitchen at midnight with the gallon of ice cream, right? So there's a lot of cognitive behavioral stuff that we have to work through in that. And so I, I tried my best to do that within the framework uh, of the course. And then of course, there's the coaching and all those things that women have access to that if they want to work with me in that way. But, but it really does come down to what are you sick of? What is eating you? And are you ready just to make a decision? You don't even have to necessarily feel it at that point. You might need to know it, but you don't need to like love it in your spirit that you need to do this. All you need to know is that you know you need to do something. And then the second thing I would say is reach out for help. If you really don't know what the second step is besides making that decision, 
then I would say reach out, reach out to a life coach, reach out to a therapist for crying out loud, reach out to somebody um, who can help you figure out what that next step is. Because the fact of the matter is no one is ever alone unless you choose to be right. There's always resources. There's always somebody out there willing to talk to you and help you. And whether I agree with it or not, uh, the institution of this uh, digital therapy that we've got going on, uh, it has opened a lot of doors for folks to get help who did, who couldn't normally get help. But I would also say that life life coaches, and I'm not just talking about me, but life coaches in general, depending on who you want to work with, uh, they're very helpful in that regard too, because it's some of the same information. It's just we don't, life coaches don't go as clinically deep. Even though I am a social worker, I always separate that. I'm like, as your life coach, I'm not your social worker, <laughs> right? Because ethically, uh, you have to keep those things separate. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say that most people know what they need to do. They just don't have the courage to do it. So if you if you can summon the courage to do it and then find the help that you need, I think you're well on your way to to being able to make those those sustainable changes. That's what we want. Yeah. I love those, you know, easy tips. It's like decide and then seek help. And even that it's like, sometimes the first person that you go to isn't the one that is the right fit. So don't give up so easily. Right. That's like the hard part, or it can be So you might get lucky, but I feel like it's so important that if you don't feel that connection and that immediate, I honestly would say if this immediate vibe from somebody, like we're going places together. Yes get out, move on, go find somebody else. And it could have been just a hiccup. It could have been a bad day, whatever the case, which would be a bummer. I think it's just so important that you are, that are you, that you were completely connected with this person that you are getting help from. Period. Yes. yes. Agree. Agree. Because this is serious business. <laughs> Life change is serious business. And you definitely want to be as connected as you can be with that person that you've chosen, because it is important um, to feel safe, number one, I always try to make people feel as safe as possible. Uh, and number two, um, that safety leads to transparency. And that's you. And this is where people really get when we talk about this in my groups, this is where people kind of go, whoa, because yeah. you've got to get real with yourself. You have got to start telling yourself the truth, good, bad and ugly. And for whatever reason, women in particular have so much trouble just stopping and saying, you know what, is it me? And if it's me, where is it me? And how do I fix it? It takes a lot of practice and courage to say that to yourself in a loving way. Right. So, so uh, that's the hard part is being able to convince women that they need to tell themselves the truth about who they are and see themselves for who they are and that you can change that. Yep. I feel like it's hard because we want to put on this um, persona that we've got it all together. Um, We don't want people to see that we're flawed, that we're making mistakes, that we're, we have questions, we have hurt. And like, part of that is that it just sucks because I feel like when we can be more open about this, then we start to see, oh, you are like me. We are like each other. Like we don't have to hold this level of superwoman. And we can help each other even more when we, when we can get honest. And honestly, the only way for change to happen is through transparency. Yes. Yes. And there's something very, very cathartic and therapeutic about being transparent 
because I will tell you, I, it took me a long time to learn this. And so maybe this might help some of your, your listeners. As long as you are coming from an authentic place, the way it is received by whoever it is that you're saying it to, that's really none of your business. The outcome is none of your business. And it's not, that outcome is not about you. It's not about you. It's about them. And I know some of your listeners are going to go, okay, I don't know. I, I can't wrap my brain. But I'm just telling you, sit with that for a few days and see if you can't see what I'm trying to say. Because it took me forever yes. <laughs> to understand that, that if you were coming from a place of authenticity and kindness to the best of your ability, how that person interprets that, that's not up to you. You have no control over that. Give it up, sister, because it doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, that's up to them. That's about them and their story. So when you can learn to be transparent and not worry about the outcome, there is some sort of healing that ha can happen in your system. And by the way, uh, as a natural health practitioner, also, I will tell you that when that healing, when that happens, um, healing can begin and your body will literally change. Everything changes in your body. So if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, uh, you might want to think about this inner work because as hard as it is, it is the only thing that will really help you sustain long-term healing and growth in your life. I mean, that's, I'm sorry, but there's no magic bullet. That's just the way it is. So yeah. what I try to do is put, is, is create a space for women to be able to do that um, safely. And I will tell you, one of the things I've got coming up, I hope next year, I've had two people put this out in the universe, so it may have to happen. Uh, but you know, my big dream is to have a summit in my favorite place right now on the planet. And that's in Santa Fe, New Mexico, 7,000 feet in the mountains, uh, and to have uh, several days uh, with a bunch of women really coming together after taking this course and taking it to the next level and really figuring out how can we be the ones that are the world changers now, right? How can we take these concepts and really in our little sphere of the universe, make some changes? Because that's all it takes is one spark for a fire. It takes one ripple to go out through the pond, right? So if, if I can just empower a small group of women at a time to be able to do that, then yeah. Can you just imagine the effects that people would, would feel probably for generations, probably not overstating that either. <laughs> not at all. In fact, the intro to the podcast, I think talks about that a little bit, but my first episode for this podcast also talks about the ripple effect that we have. And I think what happens is we all feel like oh, well, that person is doing something so big and grand and I can't do that or I don't know how to do that. So we just have to start small. And it's with that small group of women that goes out to get the next group and the next group. And that's how we make our wave start. And we don't know the potential of it unless we get it going. And we also don't have to worry about it because just that one person that you're making an impact for matters and you've got to show up for them. Um, you said something else about so just this being your big dream. So I'd love to just hold that with you. And I am so excited for that to happen. I can only imagine the immense transformation that will make for not only the people that you're working with and the ones that they're going to go on to make a difference and impact, but in you, mm -hmm. like what greater height is that going to take you in your own personal journey? That's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and that's also, I think, a point that should be made is that I'm not there right? I, I am simply walking out the calling on my life. And that doesn't mean that I'm perfect or that I'm there. 
But in collaboration with others is where we get there. For whatever reason, I've just been called to do this work. Uh, And so I'm just walking in that. Uh, But that doesn't mean that I'm perfect, right? doesn't mean I have it all figured out. And there are, as a teacher, just in general, typically I learn more every semester than my students do just because I'm the one having to impart this, this information and sometimes some wisdom to them as public health practitioners. And so, you know, I, I do tend to learn, I think more than they do. And that's part of the serendipity of the whole thing, right? I mean, you got to leave some room for serendipity in your life because otherwise you're missing out on a lot of great stuff. You know, serendipity, just in case people just don't, aren't familiar with that word, you know, it's like you're headed down one path and then something happens and it heads you down another path. And that other path is really where you're supposed to be. That's serendipity, right? And it happens all the time, but we're so dang busy that we, we don't see, we don't pay attention to what's happening around us. And so, you know, it's hard to put all of these things into just an eight or 10 week course, however long this is going to end up being, I'm still working that out, but uh, you know, it's really hard to do that. Um, But when you get together with a group of women and you are the synergies in the room and you're sharing ideas and you're being transparent and you're sharing feelings that's when that stuff can happen. Yeah. That stuff can happen, you know, and it's just magical. That's the only word I have for it. It's just magical. I agree. It's funny. Like I feel that it's uh, well, community, first of all, is a core value of my business and my life. I feel like community is so important to have. We're not meant to go through life alone. We're not meant to do the things that we're great at alone. We're meant to do it together. We're meant to be our own best self as a community that's doing these amazing and magical things in the world. I believe that 100%. And I also believe sometimes it's really scary to step into a community, but I encourage you to do it scared. I mean, you've yes. heard from Dr. O here. I, if you've followed me for a while, you know that a lot of what I do is just, just trying it, you know, seeing what's happening, what's going to happen, what's the worst that could happen. But community with the right people is a key to going through life. You have to have the people that will support you and love you and encourage you and help you to continue down your own calling and continue stepping into that. So um, I love that you're doing this, you know, small group by small group is what it's going to take. And I know that it's going to be its own ripple effect because that is so needed in the world. That's my hope. That is my hope. And, you know, if any of you follow Stu McLaren, he says, you know, this is all an experiment. So when you when you use that mindset, when you actually embrace that mindset, it's it certainly changes your outlook on things. Uh, you know, if you don't find your tribe the first time, don't give up. Keep trying. There are other tribes out there. You know, I am I am trying to build a tribe of women who who are interested in this particular topic, but beyond this topic, like this is just the this is just the topic to get the tribe going. There are so many other things that we can do as a tribe. Once we get this going, and in fact, I did beta test this last year, which it was a huge success. So I do have a a starter tribe of women who are waiting with bated breath for this course to roll out so that we can get back in tribe together. But we were not created to live life in isolation. We were not created to live alone. We were created for community. And part of the reason, dear woman, that you struggle, whoever you are out there, is because you are isolating yourself. I'll guarantee it. Uh, You are not living in community, whatever that means for you. Uh, And so I would encourage you, find your tribe, get in community. If you don't find the right one the first time, it's okay. There are so many others 
out there. Uh, you know, not everybody gets everything right the first time. Where did we learn this? <laughs> Where did we learn this? You know, we, we have so many things as women that we need to unlearn. Okay. And you know, that would be a good place to start. <laughs> Perfectionism, the people, people pleasing, the whatever, like I'm better than you. You're better than me. Like, no, we're in this together. Yes. Yes. That's exactly where it starts. So yes. amazing. So pressure's on to get this course going. It is on, believe me. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of sleepless nights between now. And I do have an informational webinar coming up on October the 4th. Uh, I don't know how you want to get that information out to your listeners, but I'll ha be happy to share that with you. Yeah. It's going to go over the course, what you're going to learn, how much it is, all that good stuff. I don't have a, a rollout date for the course other than it's going to be sometime in late October. Uh, I do know that. So unless something happens, but you know what? We're just going to say that nothing else is going to happen this year. Uh, we're going to get that rolled out because I do believe that um, it's important and not because I'm doing it, but because the information in it needs to be disseminated to women who are just truly struggling right now and probably was made worse by the pandemic. So um you know, there, there are probably women who need this and it just needs to go out. So I agree. So we'll try to get it right. <laughs> or just trying to get it going, right? Yeah. At least you're in that momentum. We will definitely put that link to your webinar in the show notes. That's a great place to start. Also the link to Dr. O's website and all of her social media connections so that you can connect with her. Um, let us know if you've listened to this episode. And if you have questions and just know like we're a safe place. I know that I have constant DM messages and emails with my community and it is such a safe place where people open up, we share ideas, I hold a space for them, they dream big, like that alone is a first step to community. So if you're not sure where to start, just send us a message, let us know where you're at and we'd be happy to just be a guide or a starting point for you to find that for yourself. All right. Well, Dr. O, thank you so, so much for being a guest um, and just for being you and coming into this world like a firecracker, because this is why we all need to do it. We all yeah. need to be a part of our own path of change and impact. So thank you for being you. I appreciate it. You're very it. welcome. It's better together. So thank you for having me today. It's been a lot of fun. Well, my pleasure. See you next time.